Okay, I've never seen the trailer until just now. Why do they make it sound like a horror movie? Coming the summer of 2002. And the things that go bump in the night. It's a woman scorned. <laughs> Wronged by a man. What could be more terrifying? Women. Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with Kenny. I'm Kay. And I'm still E. Oh, that is so true. What if we switch names one week? No, let's keep going. Let's get this <laughs> gravy trainer running. Mama's tired. Riding off the rails of a gravy train. <sighs> Welcome to another fun evening with us. Or afternoon or morning or middle of the night. Or car ride. Or car ride, which could be at any of those times because cars don't operate on a set time schedule. We want to thank you for joining us again. Mm -hmm. And we want to continue to thank you guys for all your support. Uh, checking out our previous episodes, checking out our posts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The social of the medias. Yes, all them socials medias. Well, we are at it again here still on our musical journey. We're kind of on the tail end of it. Mm -hmm. So we are starting to be a little more selective about our choices since you thought I chose poorly last time. <laughs> I don't like Tommy. <laughs> but anyway, this week was E's turn to pick a movie. So E, you want to tell them what movie we watched? We watched Chicago. Based on the Broadway musical brought to life by Gwen Vernon and Bob Fosse. For some reason, when you said Bob, I thought you were going to say like some other name, like Bob the Drag Queen. <laughs> I bet he would, she would be good in um Chicago. They should do an all drag queen version of Chicago. Well, there is somebody doing drag at some point in Chicago in the stage performance. Oh, Remember yeah. That? The uh, Miss Mary Sunshine is a drag queen. Yeah. Or she is, the actor who's playing it is male dressed as a female character. So they could just do the whole thing. Well, yeah. Just all Except for that character character would actually be a woman yeah that'd be great playing a man yeah well so yes we watched chicago because i was trying to think of a musical mm -hmm. and i wanted to bring us out of well i thought i was bringing us out of the hole of despair that was tommy but chicago's kind of dark too mm -hmm. which that's what i love about musicals you go into a theater thinking gee what this one's about mm, murder Got it. Good. The obsession yeah. of fame. Is there a musical you stepped out of the theater feeling kind of gross afterwards? Probably Chicago. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of Sweeney Todd. Yeah, we actually, we saw Chicago in New York, didn't we? No, we on didn't. Mm -mm. We Wait, saw I it. saw it. You saw I it. I saw it in New York on Broadway. Mm -hmm. I forget who was playing Billy because when they came out with the revival back in 2006 is when they revived Chicago back on Broadway because... It originally came out in the 70s in, on Broadway with the Bob 70s Fosse. or 80s. And then it came back in 2006. And that's what I saw was the revival. Mm -hmm. And they usually would have the person playing Billy be some sort of celebrity at the time. But I have no idea who it was <laughs> at the time. But that was actually my only experience with Chicago. I've actually never seen this movie. Well, I'm glad we could pop that cherry for you. Mm. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Sure. We haven't even gotten into our question segment, but go ahead. Well, it has to be official. Oh, Cue it okay. up. Do your thing. I guess we're hopping right on in, folks. Ready? Cue up that music. My question. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. What are the first line? What is the first line of Chicago? Nope. Yeah. What's the first thing said? Ladies and gentlemen. You don't know this? Chicago. Mm -hmm. Fuzzy. Think dance. Fuzzy. 
How do you cue somebody in for dance? Oh, yeah. Five, Five six, six, seven, seven eight. eight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How can I forget that? Was that always a thing with dance where instead of going one, two, three, four, because you know that actually in rock and roll, you know where that stemmed from? Hmm. From the one, two, three, four, it was actually the Beatles oh. who kind of got that more mainstream when they did saw her standing there when he starts it with one, two, three, four. And in the dance community, it's, it's always, always been... five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, why is that? Because usually everything's in a four, four, and you count it eight beats at a time. So you come in at the top of the next one. Five, six, seven, eight, one. Oh. Okay. You know what I don't like? Hmm. I don't like overtures. Like, I get it. It kind of sets the mood and establishes. And, I, you know, just give us a taste. Give us 30 seconds. But yeah. do overtures need to be like three minutes long? You're basically telling me that here's the entire musical in three minutes. So why am I sitting through the next two hours? Well, it gives you a little taste, a little morsel. Yeah, but I would rather... And this overture, and speaking of which, with this overture... It doesn't even play all the songs. It's just like a See, fun, that's what jazzy. It's good. That's why it's good. It sets it up. Other overtures, like literally like Sondheim musicals. It's like you hear every god theme. Like, oh my God. Mm, yeah, that's true. Alexa, next song. So how do you feel about act two overtures? <gasps> oh, those. You know those songs you just heard? Yeah, here they are again. Like I would like, a, like Chicago does it right. Just give me, give me like the gist. Let's set the mood, curtain up and go. Not the ones where it's like, here's the first song and the second song and the reprise and blah, 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 blah. We get it. Show off. You made this music. Play the musical. Jeez. Really aggressive towards overtures. Right. What did the overture ever do to you? I'm over the overtures. Overtures more like it. Yeah, all right. Well, I have some questions for you, E. All right. This was my first time seeing this movie, so I was trying to play very close attention myself. All right. My first question is, what is on the painting behind the crowd of people in the theater at the beginning of the film? Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. Which I just noticed it in the, when we just watched the trailer really quick there. I is noticed it, it. Is it a singer? Is it like a performer? Is it like jazz dancers? Technically, yes to all those things. Is it Velma and her sister? Velma's one of them. Is it Velma and her sister? Mm-mm. Is it Velma and Roxy? Yes, and... Billy? It's all the cell block tango girls. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. I've never noticed that. It's apparently a painting of all their faces across there. And they show it just for a brief moment, but they Neat. they kind of pan over it and then they stop on it and it shoots to the, I think, to the stage when Velma's starting to sing. Nice. I love that um, anxiety of her running late to the performance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I always thought like... When she's so Velma Kelly is the jazz singer and dancer, and she's running late to her performance. And she's played by Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh, Zeta. 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 I heard it pronounced Zeta, but she's running late because she just killed her husband and her sister, who she shares the act with. And Don't she's you hate like, when that happens. Like, what a consummate professional. Like, <laughs> I just murdered my husband Seriously. and my sister, but I got to go perform. Yeah. <gasps> I love it. That's Chicago. I love it. I feel like there's a lot of And then she just, that... like, gets on stage. My favorite yeah. part of that opening number of All That Jazz is, like, obviously it's meant to be between two people on stage. And there's a part in the music where it goes, dun, 
Mm -hmm. there's like notes. The first one, she looks down and she looks up. That's part of the choreography. And the second one, when she was done, she like looks at the other follow spot and gestures to put it on her like a professional. Like, listen, I love it. Direct with your eyes. Mm -hmm. E, who does sing all that jazz? Velma? Yes, Velma sings it. That's seriously a question you asked me? That was a question I put early on because I thought it was going to be special. That is... I just realized when I looked at this question, I'm like, what a horribly boring question. That's like the number from Chicago that people know. Well, do you know the story behind that with Catherine? She was approached to play this movie and they were actually going to have her play Roxy. But when Hmm. her agent brought her in to discuss playing the role and they were like, we want you as Roxy... She was like, well, who sings all that jazz? And they're like, Velma. And she's like, I want to be her. Nice. <laughs> she's specifically. <laughs> specifically. She specifically wanted to sing that song. And Everybody she got wants it. to sing that song. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of cast, do you know who was considered for the three main roles? Velma, Roxy, and Billy Flynn. Uh, so this came out in the early 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. So... 2002, Any... 2001, somewhere around there. So Britney Spears. No. Oh. <laughs> but pop singer is right. Just think older. Madonna. Madonna was supposed to be Velma, I think. Yeah. Okay. Was, Madonna was Velma. Okay. Who was supposed to be Billy Flynn? Oh. John Travolta. Yes. Actually, I knew this because I read that originally they wanted john travolta and they asked him to do it and he turned it down to be in another movie what movie was it i don't remember um which clearly wasn't good if you can't remember the movie you was in (laughs) it was nothing worth note but what's his name gene levy is that it (gasps) not gene (laughs) (laughs) richard greer oh Uh, my god i couldn't imagine billy flynn did those eyebrows (laughs) all i care about so Richard Greer played the role of mm-hmm. Billy Zane. Billy Flynn. No, nope, Billy Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> of Billy Flynn. And this was actually the fifth or sixth movie that John Travolta had turned down that Richard Greer went in and took the role after John Travolta no turned it down. Way. Yeah. And all of them were successes. I, I didn't write down which movies they were, but it was all successful movies of what he'd been in. God, he is what like. Pretty Woman's got to be one of them. He is totally picking up his sloppy seconds. Yeah, he is. And he but is unashamed. He's profiting All right, from it. What about Roxy? Roxy. Um, I don't know. Goldie Hawn was considered to play the role of Roxy Hart. Interesting. But do you know why? No. Was Kurt Russell going to be Billy? Nope. Hmm, why? Harvey Weinstein thought she was too old for the part. Oh. Ugh. Gross. Gross. Yeah, so I don't know. It was interesting. I don't know if you feel this way watching this movie, but I have a hard time separating Catherine Zeta-Jones and Renee Zellweger. I, I can't blend them with Roxy and Velma. Like, to me, really? they are Catherine and Renee. Like, mm. I don't know. I have a hard time. Like, I think they did a good job. But I, I have a hard time 
Yeah. Which I don't know. It's, it's interesting, interesting you say that because Catherine, Catherine won um, mm-hmm. Best Supporting Actress for this. It's kind of interesting that you could say that about somebody who would win that. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they did a bad job, but right. I just, it's, you know, when you see movies and you see actors play roles. Especially and, like star power movies. Yeah. And you just think like you you forget that they are that person. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time forgetting that they are who they are. Yeah. But I digress. Well, they actually, another person who was supposed to play Billy was actually Michael Jackson. Hee <laughs> hee. Oh. But they were afraid that it would kind of draw away attention from the women. And guess who was the person who said that? Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Ugh. All the signs were there, folks. All the signs were there. You got another question for me, Kay? Yeah, sure do. Yeah. Why does Roxy kill Fred? Um, Because he was stupid her. And he promised her that he knew the local owner down at the jazz club and he was going to get her a set. Yeah, that is correct. But he basically said that he has no idea who owns the jazz club, but he would have said anything to get a piece of that. He grabbed her butt, which honestly. Harvey Weinstein probably out. Do you need to come like, around like this? Yeah. Get a good grip. Um, I don't blame Roxy for shooting him because he's a psychopath. Did you see how he put his shirt on? He put a button-down shirt on, mm-hmm. like it was a pullover shirt, like he did not unbutton. That that screams psycho. He deserved to die. He did. He had to die. But it's interesting that it kind of goes from like, well, I mean, he does shove her, and she was basing this whole idea that like you're gonna be a say it again, Fred. You're gonna be a star. You know, she kind of hangs her hopes and dreams on Fred hooking her up with the guy at the jazz club to get her a set. But I mean, that escalated quick. So basically, if you a boy, watch out. Mm-hmm. E, who is the piano player or the band leader in this movie? Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs with that beautiful Smexy. smile. He's the one that says five, six, seven, eight. Oh, he's so sexy. He actually did do Chicago on Broadway. At did some he? Point. He play? I don't know if I read that. Who he was? I did they have a band leader? Did they have somebody announcing the pieces? I'm not sure. They do have the band on stage, don't they? Yes, the band is on stage. I want to say yes, because when I saw it, I think they were suspended. They were like on a catwalk, I think. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he almost played that person because he's perfect, but he's so smooth Mm -hmm. and delicious. Well, I don't know if you have a question about this. So when Roxy has her husband, she, you know, they call the cops and Amos. Is take- <laughs> Amos is taking the fall, saying that he was a burglar and he shot Fred, mm-hmm. which, okay, Kay, mm-hmm. do you love me? I do. If you came home and found a dead man in my bedroom, would you just buy that story and take the fall? Oh, heck yeah. Because really? I love you, I love you, I love you. <gasps> no. Well, so Amos was willing to take the fall for Amos Roxy. Amos was willing to take it up the anus. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he ever? But- He says that Roxy wouldn't hurt anything. What wouldn't she hurt? Not even a... It's not a fly. Oh, cockroach. Nope. Oh. Think even lower on the insect food chain. Bacteria. Higher. (laughs) It's a multi-cell. Sea monkey. (laughs) Nope. She wouldn't even hurt a... I tell you. Not not even a worm. It was a worm? A worm. Why did you say a worm? Well, I don't know. Weird. Why did he end up flipping? And because on her? they said the name, mm-hmm. and that 
Fred Casely. Wait, he's the guy who stole our furniture. Well, he stole our furniture. <laughs> That's a horrible furniture. Yeah, he's the guy that sold us our furniture. Well, he shot off his trap. I can't stand that sap. Look at him go ratting on me. Hey, hey, this with is... just one more brain. This would is like I my thing. He'd be. This is my thing to sing the songs through the podcast, so we get sued, not yours. Yes. I love that song where it, like she's singing about love and devotion to Amos and then just turns. I love how they did film this. Mm-hmm. A lo- well, a lot of things in this movie where it, to me, it seemed like it was almost a stage performance. Well, that and they said this, I feel like Chicago is one of those where the light comes on at last call and you're not grossed out by the bar you're in. Remember, I've been using that analogy with the lights go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, you really look at it. You're like, this doesn't work. But they said, I remember seeing that when they were making it, that it wasn't going to completely replicate the stage production. The way they were incorporating pretty much all of the songs was that they were Roxy's daydreams. Yeah. And her fantasies. And I feel like that's where you can get away with it. And I think that's what this movie did well. It wasn't trying to do Chicago the stage production on film. It was trying to convey the story, but it was like her daydreams, Mm -hmm. which I think then allowed you to lean heavy into the flamboyant Broadway over the top while still staying rooted in reality. Which I think is what made this movie Oscar worthy. It mm-hmm. it kind of went beyond just doing the copy and paste necessarily. It kind of twisted it a little bit to mm-hmm. be something new and very exciting. Another question for ye. Okay. What kind of case does the detective call Roxy's case? A hanging case. Hanging case. Yes. What do you mean a hanging hangin case? case? God, that has to be terrifying. I mean, I've never killed anybody, but... <laughs> that would really be unfortunate if be... I murdered someone and then I realized that I might get murdered myself. Yeah, that's... Oof. Oof. I was just... I was watching that. I've watched it a couple times. For some reason, that scene really hit me like, oh, I think she's finally, you know, feeling the weight of her decision to shoot her boyfriend. Yeah, cool. maybe, maybe you shouldn't do maybe that. Maybe you shouldn't do that. E. What other actress was considered for the role of matron Mama Morton? Oh, I don't know. Queen Latifah plays Mama. Yes. Missy Elliott. (laughs) (laughs) There was actually a a couple people that were considered, but... Roseanne Barr. Who was somebody that the director, I think it was the director. Yeah, the director pursued, but she was involved in something else. Aretha Franklin. No. It was Kathy Bates. <gasps> oh. Couldn't she have seen it? Queen Latifah was I mean, good. Queen Latifah was too good to change it. She but... was too good, but I would see a stage production with Kathy Bates yeah. as Matron Mama. And especially Morton. when I looked at the list of other people Who they else considered. considered. Well, Whoopi Goldberg was somebody that stood out to me. And I was like, No, I don't I see it. I can't see it. Like, she's done dramatic roles. Yes, there's the color purple. Mm-hmm. Like, Ghost is kind of dramatic. But I don't know. It's just, to me, it's she's too. I don't whoopee. know. She's just too, yeah. It's too whoopee. Mm-hmm. But, I, but no, I think Queen Latifah was spot on oh, casting. Yeah. Pepper my ragu when you're good to mama. Shaman good to you. I just love oh, that. You answered my next question. Oh, what? I is... said, what happens when you're good to mama? <laughs> 
Wow, you you did not. I know. This is my first time seeing this. I wasn't, oh ready. I wasn't I, ready. I think I love the... um. There's just like a guttural sexiness to that song, mm-hmm. which I love. Love it. What is the name of the jail they are in? The Cook County Jail. Correct. Man, look at you. That's all me dodging the wrong answers. <laughs> what is on the wall of the jail what what did it say when roxy is eavesdropping and she finds out that if you pay off mama she's gonna like hook you up she hears mama and velma talking and on the wall that said something what did it say was it head down eyes down eyes down yeah, yeah. i knew it was something directive mm-hmm. which can we just back it up i know they were in jail and it's bad but i wanted to be in cook county jail like they get to put stuff up over their cells they're getting chocolate sent to them oh, yeah. like velma's getting like her intimates washed like she what happened to like having to wear the jumpsuit they're like wearing they're wearing better pajamas than that i wear lovely i know speaking of glamour in jail mm-hmm. i want to talk about probably what could be arguably the most famous scene in chicago what are the cell block tango words, E? Pop, sex, squish, uh-uh, Cicero, lip shits. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, I love that scene. Everybody loves that scene. But I love the incorporation of the red scarves when they kill the man. Mm-hmm. And they do the dance and they just pull the red scarf out. Yeah. Did you notice something about that? They pulled the scarves out of where they killed him. Well, the Hungarian woman, do you know what color scarf she, she pulled She was wearing out? a white one. Mm-hmm. Not guilty. Yeah. Oh. It was It was actually a reference where in this movie, they're very clearly trying to point out that she was not actually guilty, that she was innocent. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that they do that because you're so focused on these main characters, which you know killed somebody, and that little side plot's going on, which in the musical, I don't remember that being as obvious that she actually didn't kill somebody. No, that was like the whole idea. She was supposed to be not guilty. She was actually supposed to be, I don't know if this is a true case, but I think in the movie they mentioned how, no, I think it's based off a real story because I read that that was actually the first woman who was killed in the state of Illinois. Oh, really? For capital punishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had the Great Disappearing Act. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's not how you do it. <laughs> she <laughs> did it wrong. <laughs> Another question from the Cell Block Tango. Yes. What is number 17 Velma is referring to? The spread eagle. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way this scene is choreographed. Because that moment where he, the male dancer, is telling the female dancer, and they're basically in the 69 position. If you don't know what that is, kids, don't look it up. And she just whacks those legs open. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Great A stuff. E, what advice does Velma give Roxy? Keep your hands off my underwear yes stop touching my underwear (laughs) stop touching my underwear i love how like dismissive she is of roxy because roxy is kind of like it's interesting like does she really have talent i feel like it's a mama cast situation where mama cast was fangirling mamas and the Mm -hmm. papas and she was like a little talented but i don't think she was necessarily all the way there and they allowed her into the picture. She kind of thrived off that energy and she was great. But uh, I think the same thing for Roxy. If she would have been nurtured, she could have been She could have been something. She could have been somebody. I think she needed to kill somebody to have edge. <laughs> also, how insane is it that it's like 
They make it sound like Chicago, just women are shooting, killing guys left and right. Oh, yeah. But the, does that still go on in Chicago? I don't know. The media frenzy around. I was thinking like, wow, you know, this old time musical, the media frenzy around people killing each other. But like, look at the O.J. Simpson trial. <laughs> like all of that. Like this is such a commentary on the sensationalization of media. Well, I don't think murder trials are as like, popular anymore because we're so desensitized to that's them. probably true yeah it's a shame really <laughs> what is oh here's another throwaway <laughs> gosh darn <it. laughs> what is the only thing billy flynn cares about love all the care about is love <laughs> give me two eyes of blue softly singing how'd you do i need you <gasps> what is he called though when they're introducing him, when the band leader, Tay Diggs, is introducing him, he's the Billy Flynn. He, they call him something. The lovable Billy Flynn. No. The John Travolta could have been Billy Flynn. <laughs> the silver-tongued prince of the courtroom. Oh, that was my next guess. Yeah, I bet it was. This is like, you might as well just start doing all those, like, editing of the cha-ching, 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 because this is my movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me another one. Feeling hot. What does Billy really only care about? Money. How much? $5,000. $5,000 for a criminal defense attorney, which I did the math because I was curious. Do you remember the number, Kay? So $5,000. In so... 1920s. Yeah. What does it translate to today? With inflation. With inflation. Um, let me think. Um... <laughs> You have no idea. Is it $61,500? How did you do that math? You're close, but that's not it. I I just figured that out because it's common math. I wrote it down. <laughs> um, Actually, it's 75500 Oh, well, my numbers were <laughs> off. Now, but like... I don't, I've never needed a criminal defense attorney. Is that how much they cost? Well, in my experience. <laughs> <laughs> this is my third alias. You so. get, nowadays, you have places like Groupon. <laughs> yeah, Facebook recommendation. Yeah. Hi, guys. In jail. I got my Craigslist lawyer. <laughs> He's jail. a real copper tongue <laughs> courtroom. <laughs> Ew, it tastes like pennies. Mm. E, what was the word above the angel in the courthouse? There was a word which oh. I thought was very symbolic for what was going on in the movie. Peace? No. Truth? No. Equality? What's something Roxy Love. lusted for? Fame. Fame. <gasps> oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was another musical reference. I will live forever. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. It was that word in a courthouse, but I was wondering if it was something well, like because in Latin. she's trying to like get fame off of the, her murder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not her murder, the murder of which she committed. Oh yeah, it's it's really hard to get fame from your murder. <laughs> are you kidding? Well, I guess you could. There's a lot of people that are famous because they were murdered. That's sad. That's not a good way to get famous. That's not a way to get famous. <laughs> Don't murder do it. should not be a part of your fame journey. 
talking about this fame topic, mm -hmm. the next musical sequence was when they're outside the courthouse and they're doing the whole puppet show. I love that. That was really cool. Oh, Very in yes, oh, yes, sync yes, music video-ish. So I don't know if this is true. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend to go watch Fosse Verdon. Mm -hmm. It's a it was a series on Fox. You can find it on Hulu. Who's Verdon? Gwen Verdon, the unsung hero of 80% of what Bob Fosse did. Remember, we covered her a little bit in Singing in the Rain. Yes. And isn't that funny that once again... She doesn't get the credit. We, she does not get the credit that she's due. She is one of the most underrepresented women, I think, in history. I know. The things she touched but, and how big they but, are. But... So I don't know if this is a true representation, but in the docuseries, it's fictionalized. So she advocated for Chicago to be the musical and she fought that was one of my uh -huh. she fought for the rights to like the script. I think it was a play at first. Yeah. She wanted it to become a musical so bad and Fosse said she would he would do it with her. It took her like fourteen or fifteen years to get it. And then at that point, Fosse was overworking himself. So she had to like beg and plead for him to do the project. So she was older than she was. But like dancers live forever. So she could go. Yeah. But in the series, Fosse Verdon, they play it off that in that scene, because it was so like intricate choreography that she couldn't keep up. And Fosse, that's where he supposedly, this is all from the TV show, so I don't know if this is accurate or fictionalized, but in the TV series, he sits her down in the Billy Flynn character's lap, and that's how they came up with it, because she couldn't, oh. like, air quotes, keep up with it. I'm oh, wow. curious to know if that actually happened, but it was interesting. She played Roxy mm -hmm. in the original do you remember who played Velma in the original Broadway production? Cheetah Rivera? Yes. Which she actually has a cameo. Yeah. She's the woman smoking a cigarette when Roxy first goes to the prison. Love it. Oh, so what we were talking about was um, Reach for the Gun. Yes. Asking yes. a question since I just went on a Gwen Verdon. Love dryer it. What are the two things that Billy says led Roxy to this life? Jazz and liquor and the men who play for fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what does he drink to show off his ventriloquism skills? Is it milk? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that was actually oh, yes. the only time in this movie they used special effects. Did you know that? When they were jumping? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's They took out the wires that were holding them. Which, why oh. would you... Well, I guess probably the wires holding them were probably obnoxiously large things just to, like, make yeah. it look very fluid. But they did have strings. I was about to say, they like, why would they take those away? Because if they're marionettes. Yeah. Oh. But they took out, like, probably the things that were the actually actual, lifting like, them. Yeah. Nice. So, E? What did Roxy say Amos making love was like? Like he was fixing a carburetor. I love you, honey. I love you. Correct. See, now that daydream when she actually sings Roxy, it makes me wonder like, because mama's like, oh, you're kind of funny. And she starts to like rib and stuff and do those little like stand up. But I love, I love that scene. She's in that silver little like jumpsuit dress and there's all the mirrors and there's the mirrors on the floor and just, 
Yeah, the oh. one effect when they moved her up onto that Roxy mm-hmm. light up thing, they did a great job with that with lighting just because yeah. it's like I, I was really having trouble figuring out what dimensions people were on. I love that scene. That's probably one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes of how they translated it and used the advantage of film. I feel like you still could do that in a stage production. They do do interesting things like that. Mm-hmm. But either way, I feel like that kind of amplified this whole daydreamy sort yes. of thing where in her mind, everything was an act. Everything was a big performance. Mm-hmm. And those were her daydreams as opposed to like being out on top of a building or something else. I feel like a lot of musical movies do where they kind of take that musical like that is taking place in a stage setting where they might be able to change some scenery to mm-hmm. symbolize they're going to a different location. I think sometimes that's what takes away from musical movies when you show them on the big screen, when you're showing things on location, it makes it kind of dwarfed. Exactly. But I do love the the Roxy marquee, the the neon lights Mm -hmm. later when they bring it back and the lights just flicker like, I love that part. Just like, whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Down she goes. What else you got for me, Kay? What does the band leader call the act where Velma pitches an act to Roxy. An act of desperation. <laughs> Correct. I was just trying to make the sound of like brushing money because I'm just making it rain over here with right answers. Really, if you're talking about bills, it's just like... Well, then... <laughs> I also think that's where Catherine Zeta-Jones won her supporting actress role. I go... She goes wing I I love that scene too. I love too the whole jailhouse. It totally does look like a theater set. Yes. Right there. But then it's that daydream and like, you know, she is singing, but then it I love that scene. There's lights, there's Yeah. And then when she slides on the table at the end. Love it. All right, E. Mm-hmm. I asked you a question about the advice that Velma gave to Roxy. Now, what advice did Roxy give to Velma? Lay off the caramels. Yes. Oh, such a shady. I love it. She went and did it. Burn. E, in the next scene, Roxy gets a little bit of a piece of humble pie. (laughs) When somebody else, go to hell kitty, comes into town. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually... What her character is called. I did not know. Go to hell. (laughs) It's go to hell Kitty Baxter. He, what was go to hell Kitty Baxter's mother? A pineapple heiress. Oh, I was looking for a word. (laughs) Yes. She, oh, what? Exotic fruit. Pineapples or something. This was it. This was it. What does Billy say about the pineapples and her mother? She's a pineapple heiress. She owns all the pineapples in. Illinois. No. (laughs) I don't know. In Hawaii? In Hawaii, correct. Also, can we talk about Lucy Liu? Like Mm -hmm. playing that like one-off, like five-minute character? Right. Love it. Which, you know who was supposed to play that? Who? It was Britney Spears, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't buy that. It was Britney Spears and then Mandy Moore was going to play that role. Well, Mandy Mandy Moore is a good actress. She was really young, though. Oh, yeah. You couldn't have her shoot 
her boy toy having a threesome. Yeah. You couldn't really do that. Yeah, but that's that's kind of interesting. She just had that tiny little part. Yep. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, too. <laughs> no, she wasn't. <laughs> she, will, she probably should have been, because that was a very outstanding part, which I feel like this was kind of like her time zone, too, because we were talking about Catherine Zeta-Jones, like mm-hmm. this this time, late 90s, well, early 2000s. Well, and also Renee Zellweger. She was coming off of Bridget oh, Jones yeah. and all that. Same thing with Lucy Liu. She did Charlie's Angels and like several other things at the time here, and she became a big star during that time frame. E. Mm-hmm. What does Roxy do to regain the limelight? She fakes a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I just hope it didn't hurt the baby. And then Velma Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. Because you know, the whole time they're jockeying for publicity and Billy Flynn's attention. And I love that. She threw the Trump card there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to know a fun fact? Absolutely. Guess who was actually pregnant while making this movie? Catherine Zeta-Jones? Mm-hmm. Nice. She actually, during some scenes, they actually had a du- body double come in because towards the end of filming, there was a baby bump that was noticeable. Mm. So they would just have a body double come in for scenes which showed her abdomen. But she was doing everything else while she was pregnant. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which I would like to think during that scene, she was pregnant and she should have been like, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, a couple more questions for you. Okay. What should have been... All right, here's another one for you. <laughs> what should have been Amos's... Amos's? Amos's Hart's name. Hart's? His last name's Hart. Oh. Cellophane, sister. Cellophane, you said my name, Mr. Cellophane, because you look right through me walk on by me and never know i'm there i i let you do it i just remember i let you do it that (laughs) actor i feel like is such a chameleon oh yeah hexia but that scene fire in the second row this whole place is a powder keg you notice him I love that Amos has that moment. Yeah. Because he just gets jockeyed around and he's so hard up on Roxy. Like, I feel Amos, so you bad can at do him so much better yeah. than Roxy. She's such a horrible person. She is. John C. Riley's performance mm-hmm. as him was so perfect. He's an actor where he'll be in a movie and he just makes me chuckle, even if yeah. he's not being comedic in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just he makes me happy. I don't know. Yes. Which he actually, you know how he's putting on the clown makeup? Mm-hmm. He insisted on doing that himself because here, he, John C. Riley is a huge clown enthusiast. Ugh. And he actually did it in the style of a specific clown that he wanted to mimic. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's some research and, and commitment to your role. And that is, there's only a couple scenes. Remember when we started watching this movie and I told you, like, I feel like I can only name three songs from this. Yeah. Mr. Cellophane? Mr. Cellophane was one of them. And... Cell Block Tango. Cell Block Tango and All That Jazz. Yeah. I feel like those are the only songs that I could just throw out there. Even nowadays? But as we were watching it, certain scenes were coming back. And I remember the... She got the gun. She got the gun. I remember that part <laughs> in the musical. Reach for the gun. Uh, reach for the gun. Reach for the gun. Okie dokie. What nationality is Katalin Helensky? Hungarian. She is Hungarian. Oh. What nationality was the actress who played her. 
Hungarian. Uh, no. <laughs> Russian. Russian is correct. Here, a fun fact about this is people in Hungary or people that can't speak Hungarian who have watched this movie, they actually can't understand what she's saying in Hungarian really? because they said she has such a thick Russian accent. She sounds saying, very Russian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, but her disappearing act. Oh. Yeah, that I do remember from the musical, obviously, they it's kind of like just a disappearing act. Mm -hmm. And seeing it in this movie, I was like, oh, oh. Ooh, when this... they when they cut between the actual gallows and her, mm -hmm. oh, this was pretty intense. It was. I thought we were watching a kids movie. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is a horror movie after all, right? Coming this summer, women stopping killing men for being <laughs> terrifying. Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> Look out, Jason! There's a woman in town. Next question. Next question. Ace. What does Billy equivalent? That's a big word. Did I spell it right? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> what does Billy equivalent the court proceedings with? A circus. I'm looking for specific words. You have to say specifically or not getting it, E. You failed the test. You failed. All three ring circus. Yes. Razzle dazzle them. <laughs> Which honestly, I don't think he's too far off. I think pretty much any criminal defense attorney goes to law school. And if it's a hidden secret thing and I've cracked the code, don't worry about it. But I like to believe they show them razzle-dazzle them. Give them the old... And like the, the flower-wearing headdress and then the, the dancers come out. And... Well, I think when you're thinking of courtroom proceedings, you're thinking of things like Judge Judy or, no, I think, judge, or I think, proceedings in movies. No, I think all criminal defense attorneys like like, you know, you have the how to get away with murder class from like that show. But I think in secret, they really do show him razzle dazzle. Like, this is what we're going to do, folks. Pomp and circumstance, put on the show. I don't know. For those of you who are lawyers out there or do court proceedings, please let us know. Is that anything like what it's really? No, I'm just saying they show him that like, this is what you're going to do. Oh, yeah. And we do Grey's Anatomy in the hospital all the time. <laughs> Hey, listen, the operating room was once called the theater, so. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What did Roxy say her dress was going to make it look like? A nun. A lampshade. A lampshade. <laughs> I like, I, I watch this show and think, oh my God, Roxy, you're totally going to blow it if you don't stop getting cocky. She gets so high on her horse and I was like, Billy, you should just drop her. Mm -hmm. Drop her. I wish somebody else was in the courtroom at the end, too. Because she basically confessed to everything at the end when Roxy's like all mad that everybody's leaving the courtroom and oh, not paying yeah. attention to her. Except for Mr. Cellophane's daddy back there. She doesn't. What baby? Poor guy. E, true <laughs> or false, they recorded the tap dance scene with Richard Greer in one take. True. False. 40 takes. No. It it was just several takes over a whole afternoon. They Oof. They did the tap dance for almost a whole day. He actually did the tap dancing. He spent three months learning specifically it. learning how to tap dance. And then it kind of culminated in a whole day project. I love that, though. I love it. Like, oh, I just did the... That's a good way to describe things, too. I, I like how they point out that him doing his job was kind of like a tap dance where... He was doing the little soft shoe and then he's starting to burn it, burn it, burn it. And mm -hmm. it was like climaxing and then he takes it away. Yep. 
E, what color scarf does the man wave out the courthouse to indicate Roxy was innocent? White. White. We return to the white scarf. What what move did Roxy steal from Velma? Because when they're listening, Mama and Velma are listening to the court proceedings. Roxy does something and Velma starts screaming and hitting the radio. She stole my part. She stole because she was going to do something. Was it the fainting? Mm Mm-hmm. And then showing the garter. Oh, yes. See, now they cut a song. They cut a song called Class that is sung between Mama and Velma, and it was included in the DVD, and I love that song. Where they say people ain't got no class, and they're referring to Roxy. But it's also it's also a corrupt jailhouse warden and a murderous (laughs) jazz singer singing about how people ain't got no class. But it didn't fit with the idea of Roxy's daydream, so they said they had to cut it. Oh. It was so good, the two of them together. Yeah. Did whoever designed the costumes win an Academy Award? Because they were stunning. I believe so. I think it was costume. Editing. I think I saw. Behind the scenes, do you know who somebody who was involved with the music who did like the score for this? Somebody that we've already visited and visited very recently. Elfman? It was Elfman. Danny wow. Elfman did this. Yeah. He has his hands in all these pots. Yeah, it's either him or Alan Menken or Elton John. Or Elton John <laughs> or John Williams. So like, why didn't he work his way into the performance? I'll do it if I could be Billy Flynn. Can you tap dance? No. No. In the one cell that remember during cell block time. Oh, yeah, tango, there, there was all of a that sudden one. there was a skeleton that was like, if they only understood. <laughs> Come to Halloween Town. You'll be free. Oh, so. But do you know what I like? Mm-hmm. Speaking about Cell Block Tango and the musical, is in the musical, there's a chorus. So the women that are the six Marys, the six Mary murderesses of Cook, um, I can't say it's a tongue twister. They're in the chorus. So you still see them. Right. Did you notice that they do that? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. So the women in Cell Block Tango are still in the other scenes. Really? Mm-hmm. Like in the courtroom? Mm-hmm. I didn't really and pay razzle, attention to that. dazzle them, and all he cares about is love. Oh. Like, they are the chorus. I didn't pay attention mm-hmm. to that. Huh. I should have been paying attention. <laughs> e, why does Roxy think Velma's plan at the end of the movie won't work? Well, she hates her. Yes. <laughs> and it's that is the correct. only business where you can hate each other. Because... And I had forgotten about this mm-hmm. until this time around. The prosecutor comes up with Roxy's diary that supposedly has her confessing in it. And Velma is the one that turns it in. But here you find out it's all Billy Flynn fudging the evidence. I love that. Erroneous. Erroneous indeed. So she is so mad at her. And they've always had a rivalry. But yes. Velma, and I love the subtle hint that when Velma like goes to pick up the papers when she runs into Roxy doing her audition, mm-hmm. that her tights are ripped. Like rag to riches, yeah. back to rags. Kind of yeah, idea. I love that. And that's how they end up working together. Yeah, it's cute. Cute ending. Don't you love when murderers get away with each other? I know. See, that makes me feel, that's like this new game that's out. Oh God, I sound old. But like Among Us. What is that game? What is the goal of that? The goal of the game is to either survive or kill. And you do that by like gaslighting somebody or 
yeah, you gaslight people. Eat, that game is so 2020. Listen, I don't play the pasta game. I call <laughs> it the pasta because you're an impasta. Impasta. I want to be in pasta. Okay, E, I have two more questions for you. I think I've gotten them all right. So no, good. you. I've maybe have. missed two. Maybe. Wow, I don't remember you missing any. I missed some. <laughs> but my last few questions, mm-hmm. which I brought this up, so you should get this. Okay. When requested to keep her long hair for the role, why did Catherine Zeta Jones insist on cutting her hair to a bob? Because she wanted people to know it was her. That's right. Yeah. During all of her dance scenes, she was worried if she had long hair, people afterwards would claim, oh, it's a double, that's not her. When she wanted to point out, like, I learned how to do this and I did it. I Plus did that, this. that Bob just fits. Oh, yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. Could you imagine the role of Velma being played with somebody with long hair? Mm-mm. I feel like that hair is so associated with that part well, it's the flappers mm-hmm. the jazz singers all that short bobby hair right that would have been so weird if they changed that which it's kind of funny because she does i did find out she does have a body double but for other scenes for different reasons because <laughs> she has a human inside of her mm-hmm. and my last question e what movie musical was miramax the studio that released this mm-hmm. Originally going to have Rob Marshall, who was the director and the choreographer. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. He took Bob Fosse's choreography and he choreographed all this work. And this was his first really big film. Okay. But what movie musical was Miramax originally going to have Rob Marshall direct before he convinced them to do Chicago from the perspective of Roxy's fantasies? Can I have a clue? It... Oh, I just saw the card. Rent. <laughs> Dang it. They were going to do rent. They did, did he do rent later? Because they eventually did rent. Good question. I hate rent. I should have wrote that up. He did not. It was Chris Columbus. Dodge a bullet. Chris Columbus, who did Harry Potter and Home Alone and The Help. That's crazy. And he did Christmas Chronicles. I forgot he did that. Anyway, yeah. So they approached him and they wanted him to do a musical, but they want him to do Rent because Rent was so hot at the time. If you think about it, Rent did come out at the time and was a huge sensation. And I don't think anything hit quite as big up until Hamilton came out. Yeah, Rent was like... But see, I think Rent hit the theater nerds hard yeah and then they just dove into it and then pulled the mainstream into it which we gotta do that movie because we're not doing rent we have to just because i i have feelings about that i was super into that movie but when i watch it i think i don't know see i think rent is the lights on last call yes i don't think it works no I think the thing is with Rent is it's the music it gets you. That music is very empowering, exciting. If you exciting. say the word five, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Five thousand. <laughs> Stop saying that da, da, da. If you are that's a musical nerd, you are singing that song right now because we just mentioned that's it. That's not an earworm. That's an ear virus. <laughs> yes. But that's all my questions, E. I did so good because I was obsessed with this movie. <laughs> Pays to be obsessed, huh? I know. How do you feel to sing along? Was that nice? <gasps> now remember that for the next time we record because I'm going to because I already have a movie selected and I'm going to sing along a lot. Oh boy! All right, Kay. Since I aced this, should I beat you in the fight? Well, before we go on with the fight, 
Let's go ahead and hear a quick word from one of our friends over at Pod Nation. I'm Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Fleeks. And we host Book, Book of Lies, the podcast. We talk about liars, cheats, and thieves. And people that want to steal your money. Yeah, all of them. All of them. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Or your favorite podcatcher. We release a new episode every Tuesday. It's on social at Book of Lies Pod on Twitter, Book of Lies Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can send us an email at Book of Lies Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, check you later. Bye. Bye. Those are some fighting words. I don't know what that even is. Well, it's evidence that I smoked that section of were you paying attention. So why don't we smoke all it through to the... I'm not making any sense. Let's just get to the next segment. Who am I talking where... to? <laughs> Randy the Ram. Where we can just announce that I whipped your... For the second time in a row. Language. You'll bleep it out. See, I can say you're going to bleep it out. And then I can say wagon and you're going to bleep that out too so nobody really knows what I'm saying. Well, I'm going to say Parasaurolophus, but that's going to stay in. Okay, let's go. Let's go ahead and head into our segment. I hate it when they fight. Okay, so let's go over the results of our last episodes fight okay the fight was over the movie tommy you had asked who is the more impactful cameo in tommy between elton john and tina turner did i win well tell me i won the votes say with 80 percent of the vote (laughs) you are the winner with elton john yeah we'll say 81 because we talked to somebody else today that was like, I forgot Tina well, Turner was even on in the Instagram. Movie. The Coolest Chronicles went with Tina and like shouted it out. Which there's a Tina crowd out there. I was hoping they would come rally for me, but I guess I did the wrong hashtags. Whoops. Oh boy, don't blame the hashtag. Just own up to your failure. I never have. I never will. So let's go ahead and head on to this week's fight. So for all of you who are joining us for the first time, how this works is one of us picks a topic based on the winner of last week and it has to be a topic on the movie that we watch. So something about Chicago E, you have to come up with a question. And then once she comes up with a question, we each take a stance and we get to say what our stance is for mm-hmm. 30 seconds. And then we get a 15 second rebootal Battle. where we talk about why the other person's wrong. Right. And then... <laughs> And then we fight it out for two minutes straight until we come to our final statements. And then we let you, the people, decide who is right and who is dead. So, yeah. (laughs) So how do these rules have changed? All right, I have a um, a fight. You have a fight. Yes. Between Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly, Mm -hmm. whose murder is more justifiable? Okay. So between Roxy plugging Fred Casely and Velma shooting her husband and sister, whose crime is more justifiable? Okay. Which side do you take? I think Roxy's crime is more justifiable. Okay. 
Then I will do Velma. Okay. That was going to be my pick anyway, mm -hmm. so <laughs> joke's on you. Okay, who's going to go first? Um, I'll go first. Okay, 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes? Nobody got time for that. 30 seconds on go. the clock. And go. So, I keep, my, my finger's not working. <laughs> you pushed it. <laughs> so Roxy's more justifiable because it was a crime in which she had hung her hopes and dreams on Fred Casely. And he basically said that he lied and he was using her and taking advantage of her purely for his own getting his woody off. And she was banking on him to get her out of his pitiful life. And there was a shove. So there was somewhat of an assault at that moment. Okay. Why wasn't my finger working? I don't know. Okay, your turn. Ready? You should get that checked out. <laughs> my turn and 30 seconds. Yep. So Velma Kelly, she performed a crime of passion against her husband and her sister. And I feel like that is justifiable because that like they were her whole life. They were her act. They were her everything. Like she obviously probably had a relationship with her sister up until this point and trusted her. And obviously would trust a person to marry her husband enough. And when that trust is broken and their relationship, their professional relationship is broken, I can understand she would kill him. Okay. Well, you said those were her like blood. That was her sister and that was her husband. So therefore, you know them better. You know them stronger so you can work through it more. What is worse than killing your own sister and your husband where Fred Casely was kind of a strange... Mm. Er, that abused <laughs> he was her. Astray. He lied to her. All right, fifteen she... seconds for me. But Roxy, she just killed the guy that just like, like didn't say something truthful to her and was just messing with her. And she just shoots this random guy. I don't buy that. There's not a whole lot behind it. She is unstable, and I don't really support her ex. Okay. So let's get it on. Well, like, yeah, he may have been somebody she just met but he completely lied to her and he was supposed to be her ticket out of there so not only did she just meet him but she was purely infatuated with him and she hung every hope and dream on him Velma Kelly let's be honest if your sister and husband are f***ing each other you deep down know that they have that capability in them so she knew them well it's she, she knew them well using the argument you have for Roxy that she had her hopes and dreams like all her hopes and dreams her whole career was resting on their act and she made that very apparent for the rest of the movie when she was saying that she needed somebody to go with her because she couldn't go it alone. Yeah, but she didn't need them because she proves that, that she didn't need them in the end because she didn't need them in the end. Well, at the time, she didn't know that and she was completely yeah, crushed because Fred, these were the two Fred people that- Fred Casely turned out to be a really slimy person. So not only was he married, but he was cheating on them and he lied to Roxy and he shoved her. So technically he did assault her and he was just like, I would have said anything to get a piece of this. Yeah. So he's like, like well, he deserved it. Well, then- Holler, holler something else towards him, like calling him a or something. But, yeah, <laughs> but don't don't murder him. That's kind of rude to just somebody who strikes you. What kind of lesson is that for the kids? Now, like what she does to or what he does to Roxy, it doesn't. It pales in comparison to what Velma's sister but don't and you husband think do it's to her worse whole life. To kill your own family than it is to kill somebody that you've developed I feel a like sort of relationship. I feel like with. you have somewhat of a right to kill your family. No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think that's inexcusable. I mean, it could be fun. I mean, Cain and Abel did it, so. Yeah, that didn't work out well for them. No. The whole, like, original sin thing. By the way, I totally hit the wrong button, so we probably are going longer than we should. Roxy was blindsided by Fred Casely in the fact that it wasn't just that they were having an affair. It was that he promised her a new life. That's unexcusable. Yeah, well, she blindsided him by capping him in the butt. <laughs> Okie dokie. Now we do our closing, our closing arguments. Statements. That was a fun noise. Yep. Okay. E, who do you give the 10 seconds to? I'm going to take it. All right. Go for it. Fred Casely promised something to Roxy and he did not fulfill it. Velma Kelly situation, nothing was promised to them. And that's her family. You shouldn't kill family. All right. Five, Five seconds, seconds on the clock for me. You know, killing your sister and her your husband is all that yeah. You really wasted your five <laughs> seconds on making a bad pun. I always do. Okay. All right. Now, people, let us know what you think on the social medias. You can join us at Facebook or Instagram at What Should We Watch Podcast or on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcast. Let us know what you think the day after this episode posts on our poll on Twitter, or just feel free to leave us a comment on Instagram or Facebook, and we will see who the winner is for the next episode. Who do you side with? Is it E with Roxy or mm-hmm. me, K, with Velma? Mm-mm. Velma! Can't believe I just made that joke. I know you love this movie so very much. I do. Would you want to know what the people have to say about it? Only if they agree with me. (laughs) All right. So let's hear from the people on the Twitters, Instagram, and Facebooks and see what they think. Only the people that have good thoughts about Chicago will be heard today. So our first question we asked was, how would you rate Chicago? On Instagram, Chicago Baby Seventeen said, "Oh, I better like this one." <laughs> Thumbs up. So that I know that's. I feel like that goes without saying. On Facebook, Kaylee said, "I like the movie musical version much more than the one live performance I saw." You had that same sentiment. Hmm. I almost wonder if it was because we were at the same performance. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting indeed. On Twitter, our poll was. said it's okay. Mm, Yeah, I mean, okay, okay. That was followed by 38% said they love it, and 10% said they never seen it. No one said they hated it. Oh, that's not bad. Mm -hmm, Not too shabby. Our next question is, what is your favorite song from Chicago? On Instagram, Anna Goose said, both reach for the gun. Views from the back of the class pod said, cell block tango. And on Twitter, Quick Bites Pod said it's Roxy, but this is the perfect excuse to go listen to the whole soundtrack just to be sure. <laughs> you got to do your research. Mm-hmm. The Murphy Brown Podcast said such a hard question. So many greats. What's your favorite song, E? I think it's all that jazz. Yeah? Yeah. I, mm, I'm going to have to say Reach for the Gun as well. That sequence in the movie is just so awesome. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Our next question is, who is your favorite character from Chicago? On Instagram, Advnia Advnia said Roxy. Mm-hmm. She had used the low. Don't you just... Apologies for yeah. not butchering <laughs> your name. Don't you just like wonder, like, is it just one long word or is there a hidden word in there? They can go to our Instagram. She had to find us out. 
Oh, here it is. She had us at hello. Oh. Got it. Okay. We worked through that one. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Good name. (laughs) She or he said, Roxy, no question. D-A-D spasastries. Pastries. (laughs) Dad's pastries. It's kind of fun not reading through these names ahead of time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Dad's Pastry said Mama. Mm, she's a good one. And IMTY919 said Mama Morton as well. Oh, two for Mama. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves their Mama. On Facebook, Kaylee also went with Mama. So who's your favorite character? Belma. Belma? Belma's my favorite. She has the best songs. You know who mine is? Mr. Cellophane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just so sad. I love he is, him. He is so sad. And then if I had to pick a second favorite, it would just be Tay Diggs for his smile. <laughs> Mixiness. Mm-hmm. Ask another one. Share. Our next question is, do you think Chicago deserved Best Picture in 2003? Ooh. See, I don't know because I haven't, I didn't see the other ones, but I know it was controversial. Yeah. So it was up against The Pianist, Oof. The Hours, uh, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, meh. and Gangs of New York. So on the Coolness Chronicles, they thought, no, but I also wouldn't have chosen the other nominees, so it's hard to be mad about it. Mm, good point. Yeah, I can't remember what other movies came out in that year, so mm. I don't know if I could put up much of an argument. Ronnie Castles said the pianist should have got that one. Mm-hmm. The Movie Journey podcast was saying, nope. Gidget Von LaRue said, seeing I rewatched it more than those other films, I'd have to say yes. Mm, good point. And Emerald... Ooh. Emerald Sigint, uh, 17 Corp, nailed it. <laughs> First time. They had a picture or a gif of someone playing the piano, so I'm going to guess that's the two towers? Yes. Yeah. Jesus. And our last question mm-hmm. was one of our multiple choice questions. I asked the people, which statement is not true about Catherine jones during the filming of Chicago? Is it A, she used a dance double... B, she was pregnant. C, she demanded to have a short bob. Or D, all she wanted was to sing all that jazz. Who got it right? Well, do you remember the answer, E? She didn't use a dance double. That's correct. She used a body double because she was preggers. So on Twitter, 42% got the correct answer and said the she used a dance double, which is not true. 21% said she was pregnant and 21% said she wanted a short bob. 16% 16% said it wanted all that jazz part. Gidget Von Rue went on to say she def did not use a dance double, so that. And we were kind of chatting back and forth, and they pointed out that Zeta Jones, she was actually a hyperactive child, and her mother sent her to the Hazel Johnson School of Dance when she was four years old to work through that. Nice. Isn't that an awesome story? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. So that's all the responses I have. So we want to thank you all for your responses and be sure to join us next time when we talk about our next film on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Nice. So E, that brings us to the end of yet another episode on our musical journey. So that means... (laughs) I was trying to think of something witty and I had nothing. E, Mm -hmm. let's go ahead over the review of this movie. I would say this is, you all know my analogy of a musical made into a movie. Screen, a stage to screen is like the lights coming on in a bar at last call. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, ugh, like the magic and the mystery is gone. Chicago, the movie, I believe 
is the musical version of Last Call at a Bar, but when you turn on the lights, you think, huh, that's actually a pretty couch cover on that couch. I thought the couch was green. Here, it's like a nice gray. So I would say out of the musicals that are converted to the screen, this one avoids the problems of being cheesy by manipulating the story to support the cinematic journey. Mm, nicely stated. Thank you. And I would have to say this is my first viewing of this movie. I have seen the musical before, but because this was my first viewing way down the road of seeing the musical, I felt like I was able to enjoy it as that, as a movie. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like there's some elements in this that made it a little bit more than just a musical movie. I love the idea of it being from Roxy's fantasy perspective. And I think they incorporated a lot of elements of the stage into the movie that made this a fantastical performance. Yes. I know it's up for debate if it should have won Best Picture. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could really say that because I haven't seen all the other movies of that year. But what I can say is I do very much enjoy this film. And I can say that it was good. Wasn't it grand? And da, da, da. I don't know the rest of the words because this is the only musical i don't know am i in the right melody no stop please oh, okay. <laughs> something about ike what is it you can like the life you are living you can live the life you like you can even marry harry but ike <laughs> I don't remember that. They edited it. So, E, mm -hmm. should they watch this? Yes. And that's going to be a yes from me, too. Woo! So, find a copy of Chicago or head on to Amazon Prime. Is it on Amazon Prime? We watched a DVD of it. Yeah, we're old. Yeah. We don't have a lot of DVDs, but we did have this we one. We have a lot of DVDs. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you again for joining us. We really appreciate you guys listening again. And we do want to continue to thank you all for your support. Thanks for all the reviews on Apple Podcasts, all of you who have wrote reviews. Um, we very much appreciate that. And if you haven't wrote one yet, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or podcast platforms such as Podchaser or check out the new podcast platform, Cephalopod, that is a wonderful new, easy to use, fun, exciting podcast platform. So if you have not yet checked it out, go ahead and download it on any iOS or Android device. I've been using it to listen to a lot of my podcasts, a lot of my PodNation friends, but you can find any podcast really on there and they are in development. Uh, this is kind of the beginning stages, but you're going to be able to do things like get direct links to the social media pages of these podcasts and make lists of podcasts that you want to watch that have different themes. So you don't watch a podcast. Listen to <laughs> is what I meant to say. So make sure to check out Cephalopod. Sounds like a dinosaur. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps it up for us, guys. We want to thank you so much for joining us again. We will talk to you all next time. <laughs> we love you all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Is that what you said? Yes. You can like the life you're living. You can...
<laughs> Whoa. Oh, boy. Oh, my. <laughs>